Welcome to today's devotion on life this side of heaven. The Word of God from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23. We preach Christ crucified. It's Theme Thursday, and we're taking a look at the Apostles' Creed. I believe in Jesus Christ, who suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. It's this part of Holy Week that folks often don't want to think about, and yet the Gospels draw our attention to it in vivid detail. In fact, as we heard in 1 Corinthians, Paul states boldly, we preach Christ crucified. So why is this such an important part of what we believe? When we say that Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate, it reminds us that this was an actual event that took place in history. This is no embellished myth. There's a great insurance commercial on TV in which their adjuster is looking over a car that has just had a tree limb fall on it. And while he's there, he imagines himself being someone like Paul Bunyan. And a song plays in his head. He's got legs of lumber and arms of steel. He eats a bowl of hammers at every meal. He can hold your house in the palm of his hand. He's your home and auto man. <laughs> and then he snaps back to reality to get the job done. Jesus is no myth, and the reality is that he did come to get the job done. Pontius Pilate was the very real Roman prefect of Judea, who served in that position for a decade, from 26 to 36 AD, and who oversaw Jesus' trial when he was brought before him. We also know about him in the writings of the Jewish historian Josephus and the first century writer Philo. Despite recognizing that Jesus was brought before him on false accusations and even looking for ways to have him released, he gave in to the wishes of the mob. In his efforts to appease the crowd, Pilate had Jesus beaten and scourged. In addition to this, he was struck by the guards. He truly did suffer under Pilate's watch. John tells us, Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. Here they crucified him. Jesus, our real Savior, truly died on a real cross, in a real spot where criminals were executed, outside of a real city. The reason why that's so important to remember is that without it, we would have no salvation. He didn't eat a bowl of hammers but he did permit the hammers to drive the nails into his hands and into his feet. In Isaiah, we're reminded, Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. This is no small event. As John tells us in his first letter, the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So we say these words in the full gratitude of faith that our Savior did this in love for you and for me. As the writer to the Hebrews notes, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That joy that the writer mentions is the joy of having you redeemed and with him forever in heaven. And you and I share that joy with him right now through faith. 
Let us pray. Loving Savior, thank you for enduring the cross on my behalf to take away my sins and the sins of the world. What an honor it is to confess these words in worship. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If you're listening to us by podcast or on Alexa, we invite you to browse the resources that are available on our site at lifethissideofheaven.org. God bless you and have a great day.